Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Dropkick Podcast. Today we have one of our biggest guests so far on this show. He's a WWE producer slash WWE veteran. He's a three-time tag team champion and a Canadian Wrestling Hall of Famer. By far one of our biggest guests. So please welcome Tyson Kidd, everybody. What's up, guys? Uh, Tyson, how are you doing today? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Oh, uh, we're on. doing great. Yeah. Um, how have you been handling your time in self-quarantine with everything that's been going on lately? Uh, so luckily for me, I've been able to, uh, we've still been running shows, we, you know, mm-hmm. doing our, our TV taping. So I've been able, I've at least been working. Um, so I, you know, I'm very fortunate and very blessed in that. Uh, <clears throat> I've, I've turned my garage into a home gym. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I've been, I've been doing okay with it. You know, I've been, I, I see a lot of people that are, you know, are definitely struggling during this and it's a, it's very tough and a very strange time where we don't. We've never been through anything like this, so I think we just kind of have to try to do best we can day by day. Yeah, we just gotta stick together, and uh, hopefully, this ends soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we can really hope for. Yeah. Um. The last time we saw you on TV, um, actually wrestling was 2015. And what have you been doing since retiring, actually? Um. So I worked backstage as a WWE producer. I've been a producer. I had about two years off from when I got hurt when I started as a producer and uh, so I've been doing that almost three years now almost three years exactly I started mm-hmm. in June 2017 great yeah and uh producer role so you've been on both ends you've been the wrestler you've been the producer so um what has that transition been like like what's it like being on both sides uh, I mean there's definitely a transition uh, it's funny it, it, there's um there's a lot of things that make it that are very different between the two sides but then there's a lot of things that are kind of similar between the two sides in terms of um, how I view a match and how I <clears throat> view the structure of a match hasn't changed with me being a talent or me being a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to try to put myself more often now. Obviously, I have to put myself in the in the talent shoes to to see kind of where they're coming from and how if from their perspective, how they would structure a match or build a match or where they would put something here. Maybe I would do it a little different, but it works for them. So they go this way. It's just a matter of of um just figure out really really what works best for everybody for sure um what have you like worked on so far that we know that we see on television now um i mean so every week on tv like there's like one of those matches at least is mine Uh, Mm um i did a lot of stuff Uh, i did a lot of stuff with seth at first seth and doll um i did a lot of stuff um with becky and with and with the women now Mm -hmm. um uh some some ronda some some sasha matches uh of course natalia matches um really you know every week you show up you never know what you're gonna have and you kind of just do your Mm -hmm. best with it so literally every i've worked with everybody brock everybody roman wow wow everyone everyone for sure um since that incident occurred with your neck and everything um after the match did samoa joe say anything to you Oh yeah, yeah. We, you know, we've had a, we've had a lot of talks. Um, he came to the hospital that night. We we've never had a bad relationship. It was not That's nothing good. with malice. It was nothing uh, between myself and Joe at any mm-hmm. point. For sure. Yeah, uh, that's great to hear. So, um, me and Daniel here, we're actually both aspiring pro wrestlers. And okay. We had TJP, TJ Perkins, on the show yeah. recently, and he gave us some advice after we went off the air. And one of those tokens of advice were, um. 
you may get attached to it, but try your best not to because with so many big names in this industry, like Edge at one point, Daniel Bryan at one point, you, for example, um, it can be taken away before you could imagine it. So, like, I'm just curious, how is your mental state like and your mental health like when you had to walk away from the ring and, like, basically walk away from what you love so much? Yeah, that was very tough. So I, I understand his advice, but I, to be honest, I don't know that I... I mean, everyone's going to come from different places. I don't know that I 100% agree in terms of, I think, to be the best you can at this, you got to throw yourself in 100%. And uh, you wrestling consumed my life for, you know, over two decades. Mm-hmm. Consumed my life, everything. I Like, now, now I have a little bit more time because I'm not on the road full time. So, like, now I'm watching, like, I've always been a big UFC fan, but now I can, like, yeah. The last five years, I've really been able to like really get into it again, and like the NBA and 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 football things that when you're on the road four or five days a week wrestling and from town to town driving, I'm just only thinking wrestling. Mm-hmm. You can't really be super involved in those things. So I think I don't know that I fully agree. I think for me, at least, at least what worked for me was I had to be 100% fully involved in wrestling and. Um, focused on that and I threw myself into it a a million percent it it engulfed me so the time when it was taken away when I now I'm not now I've been injured and I I don't really know what I'm going to do at that time in terms of what's my next role going to be you know definitely mentally it's very hard because you go from for me I went from at that time um, I was wrestling five days a week and then the I would fly home on a Wednesday and I'd fly out on Friday morning back for the road. So I'd have, I'd fly home Wednesday and I'd get home Wednesday, maybe, maybe at noon. So I'd have from Wednesday at noon to Friday at 6 a.m. to be home. And during mm-hmm. that day and a half home, I might've been filming Total Divas a day and a half. So I, I was going seven days a week, some weeks, a lot of weeks. And um, to go from that to zero is, hard. is, is a huge change and mm-hmm. it's very hard. And, and I like to be physically active. And for the first little while, I, you know, I had a had a neck brace on and I'm not allowed uh, to work out. And, and then I was allowed to work out. It had to be very, very light. And just the neck brace, like, I don't I don't wish that on anyone. It just it was it was brutal. It was tough. Physically and mentally very tough. For sure. Um, we're we're here talking to you. Um, but like, how does your neck feel? As you're talking to us. Yeah, it feels good. I, I feel I wake up 99% of the time in, in pain free my whole body. I wrestled for 20 years. I feel good. My hips don't hurt. My knees don't hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my neck obviously is what I get asked about the most, which um, I had a, an amazing surgeon. And I think I've done a lot to help kind of strengthen my neck as much as I can. I can't do like neck bridges and things like I used to do, but I can, mm-hmm. I can I, I came home last night after Raw, and I got home, and uh, I I hit that gym till 2 in the morning yesterday, so. Wow. Yes, it's, it's I what saw I that do. TikTok, yeah, for sure. Um, what was the journey like from getting the neck back to, you know, where it is now? How is um, that, how did that feel for you? Long, personally? a long journey, and uh, a long process where you don't know what the end result, and I, I know, like, that applies to a lot of things in life where you don't know what the end result is going to be. But like, for example, with my knee surgery, uh, I knew that it was hundred percent recovery. I knew that if I put the time in doing the, doing the therapy, my knee would come back hundred percent, which it has. I've never had another knee issue in my life, but with the neck, it wasn't that I, I 
were how high they had to fuse up, I lost a lot of mobility, especially right mm -hmm. away. And I had to just kind of let it take its course. And there's nothing you can do in terms of neck therapy. You just have to sit and you don't want to move too much. And you need to let the, the bone that they put in there and the hardware they put in there, you need to let your own bone naturally grow over it and fuse it all together. Mm -hmm. So it's just the mm -hmm. process of, like, it's really weird with my knee. I was able to, like, attack it and get better. I was supposed to be out for nine months. I got cleared at six months with my knee. But with my neck, it was the opposite. I just have to sit there and let it kind of sit there, do yeah. the own thing. For sure, yeah. I think the mental game is where, like, it, you know, it hurts 100%. more people. You know what I mean? But 100%. Yeah, that's that's great, though. It's great to hear that you're doing but, better. But I had, a, I had a good group of people. You know, obviously, obviously, Natty, my wife, mm -hmm. uh, I have a great support system. But, like, it's funny you get you get hurt like you hurt your neck and I, and then like the people that kind of reach out to you like all of a sudden steve austin's calling and texting me mm -hmm. and uh, i was already i was already good friends with edge but like edge and i could talk at any time about about neck injuries and kurt angle who at that time i didn't really know he's calling and texting me and we're talking about necks and lita came from orlando while she was filming tough enough oh. lita came over to visit me and you know talk because Funny enough, we both had ACL repair and, and neck fusion. So we mm -hmm. kind of had that same road. So it was, that part was very cool. And you see the talent and former talent, like reach out to you. And that, that's the thing where that kind of like helps really keep things going. It helps keep me going. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do like to talk about mental health on this podcast. I You're see. actually married to fellow WWE superstar Natalia. Do you think um, being on the road with your partner is kind of like almost like an advantage to your mental health over like some other superstars who are away from their partners while on the road? Yeah, I, th I think it definitely. Uh, so yeah, I think it can you can kind of look at it both ways. Like um, it will, so when you're on the road five days a week, that's a long time. That's a long time to be away from if you have kids or, or you know, your significant other it's a long time so maybe you get way too much of that uh way too much of like that, that alone time where maybe if you're on the road all the time together and you're always on the exact same schedule together maybe you don't get enough of like that you sometimes you just need a little bit of like that alone time so maybe mm -hmm. this is obviously like my my version with being on the road with natty for me made things a lot easier than if we were on separate schedules or if or if she just like if she didn't wrestle and just i did or vice versa. Like when that that was actually real tough too. When she was on the road a lot, when I got hurt, she was on the road full time. So I'm home by myself, you know, five, four or five days a week. Mm -hmm. Just sitting here with like a neck brace on, watching my neck get really skinny, and just hoping that uh, the fusion all takes place and just kind of not fixes itself. The work had been done by the surgeon, but I had to let it kind of run its course yeah for sure um switching gears here a little bit um who did you enjoy holding the tag titles with cesaro or david hart smith oh man so so both i they they, they asked me this on the bump they asked me uh, they asked me who uh something about who, who which one of us was a better team now the truth is in 2009 2010 i'm brand new on the main roster so i'm i'm still mm -hmm. finding myself and by 2015 2014 when i teamed with cesaro i'm i I've been here a while now and I've found myself as a performer. So I was, uh, I was, a was in the service almost to, to DH Smith, to Harry, because we just, we were, we, the three of us were all kind of navigating WWE at the same time. Where in 2014, 
I'm not so much navigating it anymore. I've, I, I, I kind of know how it works. So um, I definitely was a better performer in 2014, 2015. But teaming with Harry, uh, that my very first match, uh, July 1995, is a tag match with Harry. And, and I trained Natty to wrestle. So then fast forward to 2010, and the three of us are together, and we're out there with Brad as well. And Harry and I win the tag team titles. I mean, it, 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 that's like stuff that's like that would be written about in a book. It's not, mm-hmm. not even not even real life stuff. So that's cool. Like that that was really cool to achieve that dream with him. That that like was like a throwback to fifteen at that time, fifteen years prior when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of the Hart family, um, just a little bit of a fun question: Who would you say is the goofiest Hart in the entire Hart family? <laughs> oh man. I guess I'd have to say Owen with all with all the ribs, but I think they all have a pretty good sense of humor. Brett has a really good sense of humor. Um, Natty's mom, uh, I, I, th- I think they all do. I think they all have a really funny sense of humor. Harry's mom, Diana. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Owen. I think he took it to the next level with with his ribs and stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, speaking of WWE and its wrestlers, um, who do you feel is the most underrated wrestler on the roster right now? underrated right now man i don't know if he's underrated i just think um i think he's one of the best wrestlers i maybe have ever seen in my whole life uh so well i guess number one would be uh to some people i guess cesaro would be number Mm -hmm. one but uh, number two would be um shorty g or gable i think he's unbelievable he's amazing um i I wrestled cesaro before i wrestled with him and i teamed with him and i would love to have done that many more times and for much longer but i never got a chance to to wrestle gable and wrestle shorty g like when i saw uh gable and jordan coming up as a tag team was like right after i got hurt and i thought Mm -hmm. like what a great what a great series of matches um myself and cesaro could have had with those two and same with like guys like the revival of that time and yeah but i think at the moment if 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 you don't if you kind of take cesaro out of the equation i, I think i would i would say gable i think mm-hmm. he's one of the best wrestlers i've ever seen in my whole life for sure um speaking of nxt a little bit um now we see that it's become like this full third brand but like you were part of nxt back in like 2013 2014 when it was starting to become the nxt right yeah how did that feel you know coming in and like knowing that you had to like deliver no matter what and just yeah how was that like for you it's cool man it was a really cool feeling i i talk about this often so during that time, during the time when we started doing those, so I was on that first uh, NXT arrival, but I was on the first two takeovers. Yeah. And uh, setting those setting those takeovers up, we'd film four episodes in a night. Wow. So, like, there was one night where, uh, so Finn Balor's uh, debut, mm-hmm. uh, his first match in the company is, is a tag match, Finn and Hideo against myself and Justin Gabriel. That's on the first episode that night. The second episode is myself against CJ Parker, Juice Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. Third match that night is myself against Finn Balor. And the fourth match that night is myself and Tyler Breeze against Finn and Hideo. So yeah. like and I, I live about 90 minutes from the from Orlando. So I was driving home that night thinking, like, man, 
I'm a, I'm a little bit older than these guys. Not maybe not by much, but like Breeze is like he's still fairly young even now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I just wrestled four four matches with these guys in under four hours, and like, uh, yeah. I, I was like, it, it was fun, man. It was it was a real sense of accomplishment. And and you're right, I, there was pressure in terms of like we were setting kind of the bar of like what NXT was either going to become or mm-hmm. not. And I think you know the the four of us, uh, myself, uh, the Breeze, Neville, and Sami Zayn, as well as and and the girls, the, the women did their, you know, they they created their own thing at the same time as we were we were doing our thing, and then and then they started then the tag team started coming in, like the yeah. Cats and the Vaude Village, mm-hmm. uh, Blake and Murphy are just a little bit after my time, I think, but it was it was a cool time, man. It was such a cool time, like. Every whatever day we'd film on a Wednesday, when I'd drive into Orlando for those tapings, I always knew like, a I'd, I'd need to bring my my working boots, but then b I knew that I would leave that day with like a big smile on my face because I knew we'd accomplish a lot and it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed your run during that time. Like personally, I was like, he's gonna win the NXT title or something big's gonna happen. But I appreciate it, man. It was a lot of fun, and I that I developed a lot of growth there, and a lot of um, really like finding out who I was, and a lot of working with Dusty on promos, and just mm-hmm. kind of <clears throat> just that, just the best way to convey kind of who who I was or what I felt I was at that time. And um, sure. I, I, they gave me a lot of a lot of reps there, man. Like, I would sometimes show up, and like I said, I would have three or four matches, and I would have, like, three or four promos that I'd have to film backstage. So, like, I got really comfortable doing that type of stuff, which was which is what I needed. For sure. Yeah. Um, as a fan, I'm curious. This is a little bit of a fun question. Um, throughout your... WWE run you had a couple hairstyles and one of my favorites was the uh 2009 2010 hairstyle with the shaved head and then the spikes in the front how did you come up with that one uh so I think I saw a guy on one of the tough enoughs that had that haircut Mm -hmm. or something similar and uh at the time I'm not I just I figured like I kind of I knew that I wasn't um I knew I wasn't very big uh, by wrestling standards. I'm like, I'm 5'10", like 190 pounds. But you're talking about, uh, you know, you got a guy like Eric Rowland that's like 6'8", and 350 pounds. So I knew I didn't, I knew I needed something to stand out. And I knew, I knew, uh, I knew I needed work on my promos and things of that nature. So I knew I kind of needed something that like <laughs> stood out. And that like, if you at least saw me, you'd say, what the hell does that guy do? Like, why does he do it? So I, I, needed, I needed something. I, I was wrestling in England once, and uh, I remember I wrestled in this town, and then the next time we were back, a few weeks later, this this mom was like, oh, look at my son. He, he saw you wrestling. He got his haircut just like you. And then this kid had the same haircut, and it happened once in WWE in um, Cincinnati. I, we were going to eat at, at a Hooters or something, and this uh, same thing. A mom was like, look, look at my son. Look at his hair. And I was like, Okay, well, catch it, it <laughs> on to some people. I, I, I knew, like, I, I, like, now looking back, I know a lot of people. Like, anytime, I, if I ever I post, like, a, if my barber posts a picture cutting my hair, those are the comments always, like, what about his old haircut? Did you cut his hair then? <laughs> no, he didn't. That haircut was self-induced. 
Oh, but yeah, speaking of runs, um, during your 2014-2015 run, you would come out wearing headphones. What were you listening to all those times? Uh, a lot of Tupac was playing, uh, some Jeezy. It was funny. I was, same thing. I, I would get messages, not so much now, but I would get message like uh, comments on pictures and stuff. Like you're not really listening to anything. I don't see a chord. It's like, <laughs> like bro, 2014. <laughs> have you have you heard of this thing called Bluetooth? That <laughs> I was really listening to music. Yeah. Uh, that was funny. One time, um, I came out. I take over uh, Fatal Four Ways. The first time I came out with the headphones on. Yep. Same thing. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a big UFC fan, so I'd see them come out with headphones, and I was like, "Well, um, Jimmy Jimmy Iovine, so the creator of Beats with Dr. Dre, his son Jamie was a great guy. He worked in WWE at the time, mm-hmm. and so I thought, like, well, I'll wear these Beats out, and worst case, I might get in trouble. I didn't ask anybody. I was like, I might get in trouble and I might get told never to do that again. But I know like we're I'm not gonna get sued or something because like the 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 son's owner works for us and he he actually hooked a lot of the guys up with beats all the time. He's a he's a great guy. I really like him. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, worst case scenario, I might get told not to do that again. But for some reason it was I was allowed to do it. I don't know why. It was okay. And so one time in a singles match, I put my gear down uh, on the apron. And Cesaro grabbed the headphones and put them on. And then he was laughing after. He said, man, he said, he said, so like we're in a PG environment. He said, the music that's playing in there is not PG. <laughs> and then he's like, do you mind if I start coming out with headphones too? Said, man, please do. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, during your NXT run in 2013-2014, did you have any like specific goals since you were like, uh, given that spot to work with new up-and-coming stars like Finn Balor and like some bigger stars that we've seen rise up today. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, my goal was to uh, like more than keep up. My goal was to try to 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 blow them out of the water, and obviously in a in a friendly, competitive way, not not in a in an aggressive I, I want to hurt them way, um, and, and make and make everybody make everybody better i remember sammy saying to me one time in the locker room he said man i think he said i think that we've done too much we've had and he didn't mean this in like an egotistical way he's like i think we've had like too many good matches like in a row like back to back to back in in these performances with myself neville breeze sammy Zayn, um adam rose at the time uh try not try not to leave people i'm just trying to think of like i just kept wrestling kind of the same guys down there uh, mm-hmm. Justin Gabriel, Justin Gabriel, and um, he said, "I think we've almost given these, like, given the fans too much." I said, "No, nah, man, these fans are awesome. They, they, this is what they want. This is like, mm-hmm. yeah. this is this is a good thing." So my goal really was just to. I knew that it was. Uh, I knew it was a little bit of a. I had a little bit of a bigger spotlight in NXT, so my goal was to like show what I could truly do, and it was to, like, I knew guys like. Sami Zayn and Neville and I mean Cesaro was on that first arrival. He had that awesome match with Sammy. Sammy. Like, yes. Everybody already knows. Everyone already knows Cesaro's the man. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. And so yeah, my goal was really just to to pick everybody up that I, that I was working with, but also to I knew that the spotlight was also on me. Like for example, I was always told so that very the very very first NXT taping at Full Sail. The, the main event of that first show is myself against McGillicuddy. Me against McGillicuddy. And that match, I've been told, is what 
got me a Money in the Bank that year. So, like, I always, I always knew NXT was a place where I could really spotlight what I could do as well. For as well sure, yeah. Longer. Yeah, um, speaking of spotlights and everything, um, with the recent comeback story such as Edge and Daniel Bryan, are you hoping to return to the ring maybe one day, or are you happy where you are right now and satisfied? No, so, yeah, I get asked this a lot, especially because Edge just came back, of course, Brian Pryor. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure someone else is going to come back and it's going to spark it even more. And I understand that. Um, but the truth is, I'm happy with what I do right now. Um, I wrestled for 20 years. I had a 20 year in ring career. Um, the truth is, like, my neck fusion is just different than everyone else's. Like, I remember when I posted the pictures with the staples in the back. Yeah. Uh, not to name drop, but like, I already name dropped them, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but Steve Austin texted me right away and said, hey, how come how come they went through the back and not through the front? And I said, because mm-hmm. my fusion is so high up. It's literally like where my mouth is. Right. I, it was my C1 and C2, your very first disc letter, just right below like where your brain stem and stuff are. Mm-hmm. So mine's different. But like uh, edge, edge is through the front because it's like it sounds so weird. And I hate saying this, but like in wrestling, the. Almost the normal neck fusion is like C5, C6, C7. Mine is C1. Like, even Austin's is pretty high. I think his is like C3, C4. Mine's one and two. Wow. So mine, wow. mine just at a whole different yeah. different level than everyone else's. And and the truth is, I, I truly love what I do. So I'm good with it. For sure. Um, if you had one dream opponent, who would it be? Um... I mean, I, I guess I, I said it already. I guess I'd have to say Gable. Just I've never wrestled. I never wrestled Gable. Mm-hmm. I wrestled a lot of. I wrestled in some form or fashion almost everybody else. Not not everybody else. Definitely not now. But when I got hurt, I'd wrestled kind of everybody else almost on the roster or done something like. Even the time like Undertaker came and attacked my Hard uh, Dynasty in Crime Time. Um, I'd wrestled Shawn Michaels a couple times, Hunter a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, a, a Kurt Angle would definitely be a dream match of mine. Uh, yeah. Or or to wrestle, I I team with him in Europe, but to wrestle to wrestle against Brett would have been mm-hmm. a dream match, obviously. But I think currently, I would say I would say Gable. That's great. Yeah. That's all I can know. Um, last, we a short little game, I guess, okay. before we wrap it up. So we're going to describe a wrestler or someone in the business, and we would like you to describe one word or one sentence to describe them. Okay. All right. Uh, David Hart Smith. Uh, super talented, and uh, people still haven't seen his potential that I've seen this whole time. Cesaro. Uh, I mean, unbelievable, uh, but as good as he is in the ring, he's, which is crazy, crazy good. He's actually a better human being. Vince McMahon. Um, Genius. Uh, Just very interesting, different individual that makes you rethink a lot of things. And he's he's right a lot more than he's wrong. Uh, Finn Balor. Extremely talented. Great guy. very very good guy I'm, uh, he's a he's a very good friend of mine very big fan of finn brett hart uh i mean the best there is the best there was the best <laughs> there will be. he's still 
He's so good, man. I watched that Steve Austin match from WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I watched it twice last week, and, I, and I, it's unbelievable how great Brett truly, truly was. Yeah, it was a great match. Um, Owen Hart. Uh, one of the best ever, man. And such a funny guy and super, um, just a very, very good human being. Great human. He flew me to WrestleMania 12, and he brought me to another pay-per-view uh, international incident. And just, just a great human being. Great. Uh, PJ Black slash Justin Gabriel. Gabriel, very funny guy, man. Very uh, eccentric and marches to the beat of his own drum. And I mean that as a compliment. He's a he, he's a he's a great guy. Uh, sure. Daniel Bryan. I mean, h- hell of a wrestler. Uh, I've I've been in I've been in Japan with him a couple. Uh, sorry, one time and I'm uh, sorry, a couple times, a couple times and. Um, I, I, you know, I saw it then. Just, you know, what a what a wrestling machine he could be, and he, uh, like WrestleMania 30, like what a moment. Yeah, that was great. Absolutely. Um, William Regal. <laughs> uh, maybe super underrated promo guy. His promos yeah. are awesome. His promos have been awesome. I don't know that he's ever yeah. been held in that regard. He, but also one of those guys that takes anything and makes it gold, including like. If you watch some of the segments where he's rapping or like there's so yeah. many, he's always doing like these almost insane things and he, he makes it good. Very, very yeah. underrated like that. And then finally, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, uh, man, unbelievable. I have, I couldn't believe, uh, I worked with him a little bit in FCW, but then when I came back and worked with him in NXT and I was kind of assigned to come in and <clears throat> work with him, uh, just unbelievable, man. I took so much time and, Never made me feel like I was a burden or extra work for him, and he—he he was really awesome. He was such such a great person, such a great person. Yeah. Um. Well, we just want to thank you for joining us today. Okay. And uh, uh, do uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, on social media on Instagram, I'm at TJ Wilson Seven Eleven. Cause there's, I couldn't get TJ Wilson, and Seven Eleven's my <laughs> birth my birthday. People ask me if it's the store. It's like, well, I do like Slurpees, but. <laughs> it's, it's that's my birthday uh and i have uh my supplement company is at workhorse fitness products on on um instagram and on twitter my twitter's at at tj wilson so all right well thank you so much awesome. man no thank you guys man take care man thank you so much for thank joining you no problem